What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 77 of Super GG Radio. We're friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and future Frog Fractions fanatic, Alex Arona. Okay, you wrote that thinking I was going to mess it up, didn't you? Yes, I did. There we go. Okay. With me this week, as always, is the Origami King himself, Eric Getty Gettinger. What's good, Getty? Alex, you know that the Origami King is the bad guy, right? That's why I said it. Bam. Bam, and you said I was going to call it a Zelda-like. Yeah, it is. But uh, for real, I'm going to need like 15 minutes to talk about the water design in this game because it is tight. I had heard about that. I want. I wanted to play the game just based on the water physics alone. Yeah. You should play it. Right now. No, I don't have enough time right now. But what we do have time for is our special guest, Alex G from Gaming Fix. Hey, hi. We've been trying to get you here for a long time. Yeah, now we have Alex G and Alex Go. Oh, so we have Alex Go, yeah. There we go, yeah. boom. We can just consolidate. There we go. Uh, it's, I'm really glad having you. I'm glad we could finally schedule something out. And of course, you saved us with uh, co-host Joel being out of power. Yes, rest in peace his everything right now. He's living on the frontier right now. Like, the updates we get from him are hilarious. He's slowly yeah, becoming more man, more beast than man. Yeah. Well, what was last night like? I've seen a lot of... Uh, something like uh, life here has uh, become to be too hard to live without a refrigerator. That's all I want. No, you can't have cold food anymore. Well, the next thing I saw was I saw Itchy, uh, Hungry Itchy. What? <laughs> I didn't see that no, one, but uh, I did see that's Resident Evil. Oh wow! Yep, original. There there yeah, I go. saw lots I of lots of candles from Joel. So, well, this week we spam more betas and early adopters. Not necessarily true. We have less betas. Uh, enjoy <laughs> the. I don't know what the CW weather means, Getty. In the uh, news, I don't know. You you wrote this right? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> And the backlog goes Microsoft Retro, kind of. But first, Early Adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that that we had to pre-order to get beta access. Hey, be happy I didn't try to get the Tony Hawk beta. You had to get the Tony Hawk burrito from Chipotle. I missed that one. That's so sad. The, the, they got the new Tony Hawk Pro Skater remake of 1 and 2. You had There was only 2,000 people could get the beta code, but you had to get the Tony Hawk burrito, which is chicken and guac. It's not bad, I guess, but... Yeah, I guess. I saw some pictures of it. It hell looked like chicken and guac. <laughs> but it was only 2,000 people, so we did not get codes for the Tony Hawk Pro Beta. What would you have done? Buy three of them? N- no. You just needed I to mean, buy one? You Well, you get one code per burrito, and so I think you would, they were probably pretty limited. You'd buy three. It's the logic there, right? No. I would not buy you a Tony Hawk burrito, Getty. Wait, wait. But now I'm even more confused. Is it... Per store, it was two thousand total. Okay, mm-hmm. so there was no way we were getting well, that one. Then how does that work with time zones? Because if like Chipotle opens on the East Coast, Getty, come on, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you're really carrying this segment. Boo, no. boo. So this is what I've been missing out on. <laughs> First game is Carrion. Carrion. Uh, we played this for uh, the early adopters previously, but now it has gone 1.0 and is on Game Pass. So me and Getty took time to kind of play through this. D- uh, did you get the chance to do, do Have you heard of Carrion, Alex? 
yeah, we talked about it on Fix, and uh, I've heard some stuff about the ending, but have not heard exactly what happens. So, okay, but uh, did you get a chance to get your hands on it and get the feel of it? Not yet, but I'm fully aware of what it is, and boy, howdy, is it gross! Yeah, it it's a little unsettling how you're this big, honking beast of blob Flesh tentacles and, and teeth. Yeah, yeah. moving around. It's really, it's a really fluid movement that your little 2D guy is running from place to place. It's very easy and to control, grabbing and ripping off vents and shifting things around. It's unsettling how quickly you start, you get into the feel and the groove of just murdering dozens and dozens of people. Eating dozens and dozens of people and then picking up their corpses and whipping them around into other people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like I this saw, game a lot. I saw a tweet from the developer that had them saying, no, you can save people. And he picked them up and put them in the water and then they just drowned. Yeah. You could do <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. So you can just mass amounts of torture and it's a pretty linear game going from place to place. But this is kind of why I, I tossed this on there just because me and Getty had a offline conversation. Off? You mean off of like discord and... Because I thought that we were still on the internet when we were talking, so... It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It's a huge <laughs> difference. <laughs> okay, so Carrion is pretty, is pretty linear, but if you step away, if you stop playing and come back to it, you do anything to kind of like move away from the initial process, the game will lead you down and you'll go down a path, say, left. But if you start the game at a save point and you forgot that you were supposed to go left and you go right... You can just lose hours going in circles and circles trying to figure out where you're supposed to go, when, like backtracking. Look, I was just here, but I don't know if I was supposed to go up or down. And it's so does it, it kind of took me the game like a, down a couple points in my head of just getting that that problem. Did you figure out where you were supposed to go? Or are I you did, still but looking? I had no. I finished it, but I had to look it up online, and that was my problem: is that I felt like the oh. game did a really good job of leading me until you stop for a second. Like, the game is roughly, what, four or five hours? It's probably four or five hours, but it gates you. It gates you with the different abilities that the giant blob can collect. So you get you get your pretty straightforward, uh, what, you, you have this, like, cry-out ability that allows you to see where save points and, and eventually where other bodies are so that you can consume them. Uh, there's, like, an Ironhide ability... You get the, like, the bull rush so that you can run into things. Eventually, you get these, like, spines that grow out of the carrion husk, and you just, like, forces items through. That was the only way that I could figure to beat the giant mechs. Because there's not a lot of bad guys in this game, but the couple that there are can really cause things to go sideways quickly. Yeah, I've heard people speak ill of i think drones or something the drones oh. can suck too yeah yeah the no the way you're supposed to handle the mechs is they're just two pieces so there's the top half of the mech that you can just rip you have to rip it off but they can still attack you then you reach in and rip out the person i mean you could go even more complicated than that and you can mind control the person inside of the mech yeah i did that yeah uh, there were, I think there was one part where it made you do it, and then after I realized I could do that, 
that was like my main go-to to kill people was just to inhabit their bodies and while the abilities did gate you that's kind of what i mean though is that at where i was which was roughly two-thirds of the way through i had done so much of the map that i losing the path made me backtrack everything that right. really and sucks yes there it there really... is sorry there is no in-game map right nope no nope nope cool <laughs> So that's kind of why I say I, I say that it's better either to do it in a single sitting or like kind of write down, go left, or make it <laughs> you're at a point where you know where the next path is. There isn't another way to go. You're like, I have to go that way. Save it, and that's the end for the night. You're going to mementos yourself? You, you kind of have to. You ha- that's, that's the thing, is that you have to. Or else, again, you get lost in the whole thing. Just the, a the plot's gone. nice tattoo on your arm that says, go left. <laughs> why do i have this what was i doing last night oh yeah i was playing carrion i should i've thought about that that's a, that'd be a sweet tattoo go left <laughs> it'd be something yeah. to explain it'd be a good conversation starter agreed the other part I, I just wanted to touch on briefly is that carrion while you relive you live the fantasy life of being the alien in aliens just destroying and murdering all these scientists in an underground lab going through the vents it doesn't ever make you feel heroic, and in fact, the music is nothing but suspenseful. So when I was playing, I felt myself getting scared and uncomfortable, and like, like, oh god, what's gonna happen? Wait, I'm, I'm the monster. I'm. They should be afraid of me. Okay, there's no reason. Why- but the music kept building, and building, and being more suspenseful. So I thought that was kind of a, a neat touch that gave me like conflicting feelings because I felt uncomfortable and scared, but I knew that there was no reason for that to be. Yeah. I think that the story had, because there are some flashback scenes of where you get to see how the beast was uncovered, but that's, it doesn't really go as far into depth as I would like to. I want to know more. And basically, even with the ending, I felt like the ending was, kind of anticlimactic but we won't we won't wreck it for other alex alex no no it's fine so um how is that lore kind of presented i assume there like there's dialogue going on between human characters but is there any other thing like are you are you finding audio logs (laughs) a la bioshock but there's there's no conversations that are going on there's no words in the game spoken or uh, I guess the only written words are on the screens that you encounter that say, like, the zone that you're in. Uh, mm. It's conveyed through, like, a dream sequence. The carrion beast will climb into, like, a, I don't know how to describe it, like a mechanism, and then it will take you to a human that's doing something, and it, you kind of have to piece it together yourself to try and figure out, like, okay, uh, clearly there are some ruins here, uh, he's exploring, and they come across something. But that's that's about as in depth as it as it goes at any point. So the ending, I didn't. I felt like I understood the anticlimactic feeling, but it just got me excited for the the prospect of them making another game. That's what that's you know that's what it built for me. Also, the the flashbacks. I don't even necessarily think they were lore. It if you if you watch it, you'll kind of see that I don't think it gives details about how the creature came to be. I think it's just another story 
with the creature. I think but. it's them finding the creature, but mm. I don't know. The last dream sequence, it doesn't help you because it makes it everything more confusing. Yeah. Always the best lore. Yeah. Uh, so that was Carrion. Now, Alex. Hi. I listened <laughs> to Gaming Fix, and I have to do it a little bit sparingly, and I got to tell you why. It's because after I listened to Gaming Fix, I, I have, an, I have an, an, a note, an ongoing note in my phone of these are the seven games that they mentioned that sound all incredible that I have to now like look into and buy. Wish list, do whatever I can because these games all seem amazing. One of them I, I want you to talk about, Necrobarista. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, Necrobarista is a really special one. Um, on our podcast, we sometimes do spoiler casts of games that we think have really special stories. Uh, recently, there was Final Fantasy VII Remake. We did Rompa V3 for any... I don't know if either of you have ever touched it, but... I've Boy, not. does that have a special ending. Um, <laughs> does it end the series? Because I know that they've been cliffhangers the first two. I haven't played them. I know enough about them to know kind of what's going on. But does three give an ending? It gives an ending that makes it feel like if they made another one, that it would be disingenuous. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they very much end it. Um, and I think for some reason they did a Kingdom Hearts one because they're crazy people. But... Uh, we recently did one for Necrobarista because its story is just absolutely phenomenal and is the kind of thing that can actually have real world effects on your real world life in some ways because it's somewhat insightful and uh, makes you introspective. So uh, like, <laughs> that's probably sounding like big words, but it, it totally did happen for me. And uh, Pat has come across in our group chat a couple of times being like, I still think about this, like, weeks later. <laughs> it really sticks with you. So it's, is it a visual novel, or is there, what is the, the, the gameplay components, if, if there are? Yeah, so it's like 80% visual novel, uh, but yeah. not visual novel in the sense that you traditionally think of visual novel. Like, mm. you think, oh, this is a static image, and then you got text on the bottom, and you're reading it, and that's the entire interaction. You click next, and then the... You know, the character slightly moves. No, it's not that. It's very kinetic. Uh, it's a bunch of 3D models on screen. Uh, they're animating. The camera is moving. You have some agency over the camera in the scene, so you can move it a little bit here and there. And all of the text is part of the environment. So, like, if a character is really upset and screaming, the the text will be shaking a little bit and, like, coming at you. And if they're quiet, it'll just kind of be subtle and, like, fading into the background a little bit. Stuff like that. So it's... You're very much involved in each of the scenes, uh, not like a traditional visual novel. And then the other 20% is you actually do get, uh, if you're playing on PC, WASDA controls and like you're looking around with a mouse and you're clicking on stuff and it kind of becomes a walking simulator where mm -hmm. you're like walking up to objects and interacting with them and getting a bunch of side stories. So uh, yeah, it's probably about an 80-20 split between those two. Okay. Okay. And then what it, the story follows... A barista who lives in the plains between, right? Exactly. And also in Australia. <laughs> the game is... Prof yeah, it is profoundly Australian in all of the best ways. Uh, but yeah, you nailed it. You're uh, introduced to this character named Maddie, and she is a barista at a cafe, like you said, in between the plains of life and death. 
So uh, you, it makes this really interesting scenario where you don't know, like when she's talking to characters, sometimes you don't know if the people she's talking to are dead or alive because as a part of their universe and the part of their lore, you're not supposed to ask someone if they're dead because <laughs> it's rude. Uh, hmm. But they kind of appear there as just a person. Uh, it does get clear with the main characters during the game, but with like some of the side stories, they legitimately leave you with the question of like, hey, were these three people that were involved with this really well-written side story, were they dead or were they alive? Huh. <laughs> and overall, it comes to these character moments that kind of make you think about your own life and what's going on there and how you kind of feel about certain situations. Yeah. So that's the thing is it comes across, especially at the start as a very lighthearted, very funny game. And it is very lighthearted and very funny. Like it made me laugh out loud a lot. Uh, but as it goes, uh, the further you get into it, the more you find out it's kind of a story. Well, obviously it's a story about death, but um, it's also a story about failure and like kind of abusive relationships in an interesting way. So it's, it's really heavy, despite the fact that it comes across as so lighthearted. Hmm. This is kind of, I've been kind of wait, find, trying to find something that's a little bit that I can like dig deep into. Yeah. That, and you guys have praised this, this might be your game of the year. Pat has definitely said uh, it has suddenly snuck into his number one spot, even like, over some pretty big games that he's been talking big, big things on. And for me, yeah, uh, I had a two way tie going for my game of the year for quite some time and then played this and it just kind of snuck in and is like, yeah, it's right up there for number one. I think. What are the other two? Ah, uh, you'll have to listen to the game of the year. Podcast <laughs> for the Gaming fix podcast. To find out. <laughs> Isn't that the famous six hour one? Yes. It, yes, it is. <laughs> awesome maybe uh awesome. you can be on that one alex <laughs> yeah just be on the phone well that's we'll get into that a little bit later <laughs> but that that has actually uh strange repercussions for uh an international group as yourselves oh yes it does and funny enough that's how we started that was our very first episode was a eight hour podcast um we can get into that story later if you want but oh, uh please. Yes, no, we do have a lot of time zones. We have one of us in Japan, one of us in the UK, and then a bunch of people between. So we often start around six in the morning for one of us. <laughs> oh, that would be Getty's nightmare. This is my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Necrobarista, something that I definitely, I, I'm going to get into. I, I'm, it's on my wish list. That's, I think that's up next. Which wish if list? I can, Steam? If I can, Switch? Yeah playstation is it uh, is it on switch it's coming to switch there you go now you can get it do on I switch wait, do i wait for switch yeah play through some of the other games that you have <laughs> <laughs> but this was way more interesting than halo oh, uh, i'm not going to tell you how to live your life but beth might let's see necro barista <laughs> on switch is that a i wonder is that uh what's the the date on that if they have do they have a date are we doing I'm this i'm not sure uh, launches on Switch. Hold on. Uh, I, in 2021. Damn it. Okay. Steam it <laughs> All right. Steam it is. Hey, Steam it is. maybe if you play your cards right, it'll be your Christmas gift this year or your Christmas punishment. Is Were you doing gifts or punishments? I can't remember. I mean, you're the one who always seems it's punishment. I give good games. Hey, if you're looking for a punishment game, I see one on this list that we can definitely talk about. Ooh, <laughs> are you talking about Avengers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
See that was, see this guy knows how to transition. Yeah, it was much better than what we usually get. Okay, so I played Avengers. Alex, did you get the chance? Did you play Avengers at all? Nope, no interest. Okay. But we talked about it for probably about an hour. Damn, it's ju- it's just such a weird thing because the first two hours are very corridor. It's almost like a. It's almost like a uh, what? Uh, what am I thinking of? What did I? What did I tell you? What was Getty? That was it's. A- you named like fifteen different games. You said this is Warframe, but it's not Warframe, <laughs> but it's not Destiny Two because no, Destiny Two is actually good. decent. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I was thinking it's a clicker. The first two hours are clicker uh, that's what it is. It's a clicker. There's nothing to do. It's just straight hallways, and then it goes into a combat arena, and then hallway again, and the hallways. They don't give you a chance to fail the quick time events. They stop time. They stop time. That's it. There's Until, no fail state. In, it's basically just waiting for you to advance. Like, hit, hit press yeah. F to pay respect kind of style. <laughs> they, did a, they did a boss battle where your character jumps up midair and you're going to punch him. And I'm like, oh, it's exciting. And then it's like, press this button. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to press that button. There's no like timer. I'm looking on the screen for a timer and there was one, not one. And then it just stopped and it, it, the music kept going. But my guy was just frozen there with his fist in the air. I'm like, okay, I guess I just hang out. It's disappointing. Some of my yeah, favorite cutscenes end in Kratos getting kicked into the earth. Yeah. Because I'm not like fast enough. And that's funny. And that's that gives you agency to feel like. You have to do it correctly. You have to jump into there and get that person's back. You're doing these moves so that your character, you you are the character and you want to do this stuff. But no, and I, I, the way I put it to you, Getty, was that it's like you go to your friend's house and he's got all these cool action figures and you start to play with them. And then he goes, wait, no, no, hold on. You can't do that. You have to play it this way. Your character needs to do this thing cool. Or, no, let me do it for you. Yeah. And that's kind of how the first two hours felt was all this cool stuff was happening, but they kept taking control away from me. And there there are games that have done that well. Like it, Asura's Wrath did that really well. Um, yeah. And like uh, 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 like Until Dawn to an extent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even I'll even say the order. The order. Was it 1886? Sure. Whatever yeah. that one was that. Yeah, that took away a lot, a lot of stuff from you. But I still felt like it looked real pretty, and the story was interesting to a certain certain degree. That game was notoriously bad at railroading you, though. It was like, mm-hmm. looks like you can only go this way, and then you'd be like, Nah, man, I want to check over it. Like, nope, not yep. even possible. It's like somebody did a really poor <laughs> job of putting walls, like the invisible wall. You're like, but but there's stuff over there. And sometimes you'll get that in games where you're like walking one direction. It's like, nope, better go back around. Paper Mario Origami King did that to me a bunch. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like, all right, time to go do this. And then the story would start to progress and it would be like, oh, you can't go that way. Hey, Mario, you got to go do this. Like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to go to bed, Morgana. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) So... Do you all have any like really strong affection for the MCU or the comics or like like Marvel comics or just Marvel in general? Me and Getty are real big comic book fans and big comic book nerds. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the MCU's it's all right. I feel like there's been way too much hype built into it, and this game is just trying to piggyback on what a lot of people 
to get them to play. And I think that that's probably part of why the game is designed, at least in the the demo that or the beta or whatever you want to call it that that Alex here played, is because they want more people to to get involved or they're trying to. It seems like a cash grab at the end of the day. Yeah, especially considering that there are moves in the game that are built based off, like they're taken shot for shot from the movies. Iron Man's heavy, heavy combo, he does the movement from one of the movies. Or Bruce Banner Hulk has lines from the movies. So they throw in these comments and these jokes here and there without them being the right person or having, it's like, this isn't the movie. They don't look at like the characters. They don't act like the characters. not the voice by the guys. But we're going to throw in a couple of things here and there. It's good voice actors, though. Mm-hmm. Nolan yeah, North. Nolan North and Troy Baker. and yeah. yep. Travis Willingham. Yeah. yeah. I, I have heard good things about Kamala Khan, though. Yeah. She's, she's a good fill-in, like a, an audience surrogate as somebody who, being in there and is, all, is, a, is a fanboy of all of the heroes and is just like a fangirl and is just super excited about, oh my god, all these characters, all these, all, all these people I know I grew up with and I wanted to be part of it and now is. It's, yeah, just the, the once you get past the two-hour intro of straight corridor and clickers, it kind of becomes just Warframe, which... You also said Anthem. I, yes. <laughs> and I have reasons for both. I wasn't just okay. spitting out loot shooters. No, no, because we had that huge debate about the difference between Anthem, Warframe, and Destiny, so... Yep, and that's why I don't want to say... The only thing it has in common with Destiny is that everything is based on power level. And your gear gives you more power level, but your gear doesn't show on your character, so there's no, it doesn't do anything. I mean, I get, you get character, you get better stats. And that's, that's fine. But I, my like gripe, like if you're gonna collect cool loot like that, it's kind of fun to see it, it cosmetically as you go and do stuff. So, at least Anthem had that to an extent, and I know that Warframe has it too. So the reason why I say Warframe or Anthem is because the worlds that you go through when you do these missions, you get a map, but they, there isn't a, like, dude, I got a big ice field map. It's like a big, there's trees or snow and there's all these different areas and bunkers and all this stuff. And once, uh, the guy, the computer in your ear Jarvis says, there's a box of gear over there. You should go explore it. And I was like, that's a little on the nose, like saying, Oh, there's gear over there. Okay, fine. <laughs> And I go, and there's buttons. You have to find the buttons to open the door. I open the door. Then the mission just goes straight into another facility. And you you know, you know, get combat arenas, combat arenas, puzzles, go through, and you finish. But the big ice field map had one bunker. There was a couple other bunkers and areas of interest in the map, but there were nothing. There was no point in there. They just had it populated okay. for no reason, and they didn't do anything. So that's the anthem effect right there. All of yeah. it exists, but you're only going to... The Destiny 2 does the same thing, like, on the missions, but you could always just go to the zone and explore it. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, well, Destiny, I even ima- I remember finding where, you know, what was it? You used to go and collect resources, or you used to go and find hidden enemies and, and all this stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, Warframe, it's pretty empty, and that's... I understood that, because part of it is that you're just running through, and Anthem, you're flying through. But yeah, there's no, there's nothing else really to explore. So it just kind of felt like I was just on these straight. It, it felt like a hallway, despite it having a big open field. Do 
each of the characters feel relatively distinct? Like, does playing as Hulk feel significantly different than playing as Iron Man? Not significantly, no. Because if with these characters and you're playing online, you can't have that much variation because there's no doubling up of characters. If I pick Thor and then someone online comes to play and say they pick Thor first, I can't use Thor. You can't double mm. it up. So I have to pick a different character. And they, if, I, if I wasn't getting gear for that character, I should at least know how to play it. So you have your... You're shooting, you're shooting, you hold uh, left trigger, right trigger. So left to aim, right to shoot. Everyone's got a heavy combo, light combo, and uh, a couple other abilities here and there. But for the most part, everyone's got that set of powers. I don't agree with that because there's been other games that have done it much better. Even when you look yeah. at... My, my go-to on this is the game that, uh, that never was battleborn there were (laughs) what 30 something i want to say 20 20 30 characters and each character played differently even though they had the same controls like that but ability sets were much different and uh, you could upgrade them through the course of a mission to vary yourself even more Uh, you couldn't double up of course but it didn't matter because the leveling tree made it a different experience each time you played. And see, that might be like a joke, but me and you played that game for like 20 hours. I played it more than 20 hours. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, this this game would be fine by me for $20. Sure. All right. It is $60, though. So, If I gave you $40, would you actually pay the extra 20 to get it then? Are you going to play it? I'm not buying multiple copies. I'm just asking if you had No, but if, if, if I'm not going to play this solo. I'm not going to play this solo. <laughs> See, that's isn't that usually my my line like if you get me a copy, then I'll play it. Yeah, I'll play with you. But I'm not going to I'm not going to buy it and then buy you a copy. If you're going to buy me a copy, I'm into it. I'll play with you. See, now you're asking me to spend $100 so that you can spend $20, <laughs> and I don't think that the trade-off is there. <laughs> I'll guarantee 15 hours with you. <laughs> That's not that's not good enough. My time is a premium. Get hold on. We're gonna be right. We're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. I have me and Getty got a haggle. We'll be right back. Hey, news. We got a good one for you. Alex, hit the news. Hey, news. Life without you would be like a pencil. Wait, fuck. I messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's okay. That's, that's our opening to the news. No, hit me. Hit, hit it. Uh, yeah. All right. Life without news would be like a broken pencil. It'd be pointless. It's kind of sexy. Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, that was sexy. <laughs> uh First piece of news, Halo Infinite delayed. What? Delayed. delayed. Since when? Uh, get, uh, since the last couple a couple days ago. Pushed into 2021. Getty, were you excited about the new Halo? Who approved this? Who said it could be delayed? What about all the free no. online multiplayer? How are they going to play for free if it's not out? I, don't, I guess you're right. <laughs> well, it's, it's the freest because you can't play it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
It's so free, it's out there and not here. They're just giving it away. Just giving it away. Do you guys play Halo, Alex nope. Getty? Uh, I haven't played Halo since, what, Halo 4? When were we in college? So have... Like 15 years ago? <laughs> 10 years so you ago? Got, you're, one, you're only one behind. That's not so bad. Uh, yeah, but that's like a decade and a game behind. And there were more than one, I want to say. Weren't there? I think Infinite Six. Uh, you, there was Halo Wars Two, if you count that, but mm. that was between them. But either way, this is weird because that means there's going to be no first-party uh, Microsoft title. or Xbox games at launch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really strange that they were gonna. But again, like it seems like Microsoft's main play here is to have PC and Xbox games available right away so if you're not if you're not buying the xbox one x double xl triple x what what is it series x x series x or series s xbox series one x s l never mind uh it's tricky ssx yeah see game pass does Game Pass does kind of sell it on me especially with the streaming uh the streaming service to go back and forth the I currently have my PC in my living room. That's because I live in a small apartment that is one living room. And there's no, like the bedroom, no, there's no office. It's just one room. So because of that, my PC can hook up to my monitors and my TV. In the case that it doesn't, and I have a bigger place, having an Xbox on the TV, having a PC somewhere else, and being able to go back and forth with safe states is enough to me to make it a good high-end product now not having any first-party games that kind of sucks yeah it's it's interesting though um and this is a separate topic but microsoft's approach to this coming generation seems like they don't necessarily want to sell you that box because uh with x cloud and stuff they're trying to make it so you can play those games wherever you want like obviously um they're saying it'll be xbox one x versions of the game for the next year or the first year it's out but Mm -hmm. like you're not getting that bad of an experience if you don't ever get an actual physical x box which is i think it's an interesting approach they're taking well i mean you can out stadia stadia yeah doesn't take much not at all the it's yeah it seems like they're not trying to sell you the box i just i wonder how that play goes especially considering that you know they were they were they they got ori on switch right there was talks of trying to get game pass on switch yeah, they got Cuphead on there before that. Mm-hmm. And I, the whole, there was a lot of talk about Game Pass on Switch, and then it just disappeared. So I wonder if that deal just fell through. Or if it will show up again. Who knows? This, know. this generation's weird, y'all. Yeah. And it's just, it's for me, it's, it's just weird that these big, big, like, big deal rumors keep coming up and then just quietly shutting down. That was it. Super Mario All Stars Two. That was there was a month of just oh All Stars Two is gonna have this and that and this and that and then it's coming out this time and then I haven't heard about it in at least a couple months. So I just I don't know where where the where things go. I mean, obviously, from my understanding, in the industry, everybody's always trying to buy everybody. So when there's a deal of like Microsoft might buy this company and this company, apparently that is the case, except for just deals fall through and then they're like, oh, okay, next thing. 
Yeah, totally. You only ever hear about the deals that go through. You don't hear about the ones that don't. Yeah. I mean, except for famously the PlayStation, right? Uh, oh, sure. Nintendo. Yes. So they were very pissed about that. <laughs> uh, by the way, Getty, uh, yes, Halo 5 Guardians, and then there was Halo Wars 2 and Halo Recruit. And what is Halo, Halo Rec- Fire 2? See, there's like 18 what? Halo games that I didn't play. What is uh, Halo Recruit? I'm trying to find it. The the link only goes, it redirects us to Halo on Wikipedia. So I'm going to say Halo t- Wars 2 is the only one between Halo 5 Guardians. So just play Halo 5 Guardians and you're caught up. No, friend. because then I have to play everything. I have to play four. I only played four. That was the last thing I played. Then I have to play yeah, five. Then, then there's five. And then both and of the it. tactics games. But, but the, And then but Spectre. You forgot about Spectre. Where's that in there? I don't know what Spectre is. It's a Halo and game. What about what, what about all the books? You can be like Brian David Gilbert. Read all the books. Yeah, I have to read the books too. Spectre is not on this Wikipedia page. It's something like that. I have to f- internet. I just plugged in my phone. It's done. I can't use the internet now. <laughs> it's over. It's it's the internet's over. Next piece of news: uh, Control DLC AWE. Uh, some people are calling it the Alan Wake experience. Uh, the reason why this is news is because it's part of their shared universe, meaning that Alan Wake is in the same universe as Control, as well as their other games. Now They also stated that they are working on another new game that will continue in the shared universe. So I think we talked about it, it was last week, right? How mm-hmm. what Quantum Break is then included. And Max Payne does not qualify anymore because they lost the rights to it, right? Because I would love to see Max Payne just, like, bust out in bullet time and shoot everyone dead. Man. All right. Yeah, if the bad guy was just Acer, that'd be great. <laughs> I, wa- I still own Quantum Break. I want to play that. All right, it's you give bad. me that. It's not bad? Yeah, it's not bad. It's fine. It's not great, but it's not bad. Is that the one with... Ellen Page? No. No, that's Beyond Two Souls. And that's not these guys? No. No. That is Quantic Dream. Oh, okay. Quantum Break is the police officers that can bend time? Yes. (laughs) And it has the television show, the episodes of the TV show between acts of the game. Yes. Yeah, but that's like their, that's their style, or at least it is up into a point, because Max Payne had the comic panels in between chapters and uh, even the tv that was in alan wake that was that was super weird i love i love that game go back and play getty just played it he played it this year yeah so good to get all the thermoses no is it even possible to get all the thermoses (laughs) can you do it i i was checking online and you cannot get all of the pages of the manuscript unless you do the hard mode playthrough so is it the same for the thermoses? Do you know? Does anybody I actually know? have no idea. Okay. I've never tried. <laughs> Getty's a completionist. I like to finish things. Uh, to kind of go along with this, I'm going to skip one piece of news and go into the next one. Uh, Sam Fisher is coming to Rainbow Six Siege as an operator, which that's a cool pull. Like, let's just... Rainbow Six Siege is so big with the amount of operators they have with different abilities we need to just start throwing in some randoms in there. You just said it, Getty. Get Max Payne in Rainbow Six. I didn't Siege. say in oh Rainbow Six, but if... All right, so you're going to have Fisher in there. 
is he going to have his stealth suit then? Or is that his operator ability? That's what I would imagine. Okay. Because, but the thing is though, is that they already kind of have that that ability somewhere in the game with one of their operators. This game is cool, man. I like Rainbow Six Siege. I just wish I was good at it. I am not good at Rainbow Six Siege. It's a good game. I do feel bad for just the long time waiting Splinter Cell fans, though. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, there's Sam Fish. Oh, he's in Siege. Well, he was also, <laughs> to go along with that, he was in, uh, what was it, the other Rainbow Six game where you're like in Africa driving around. That was more recently. They came out with a sequel. Wildlands? Wildlands? Yes, he, he, Sam Fisher yeah. gave you missions in Wildlands. Uh, there was one of the ones that I played more recently where you can find Sam Fisher's stealth suit. What was I playing? Far Cry? Was that in Far Cry? He was somewhere in one of those games. Yes, it yes, was it was. It was Far Cry New Dawn. You could find uh, like where they're... In, I can't remember which one of the, the Splinter Cell games it was, but they have like a giant plane that they take from place to place as you do the missions, and you can find the downed plane and go in and claim his suit. It's really cool. That's interesting. Yeah, and he's going to show up in that, whatever it's called, Elite Squad, the iOS Android game that's coming out. The like cartoony one? I don't know. Yeah, yeah the cartoony one. Uh, okay, so uh, again, just to reach out to this again, I'm, I, I know I'm... Uh pulling up my phone here breaking news brian lee o'malley creator of scott pilgrim has stated via twitter p.s ubisoft has reached out to me Ooh, huh you think that means another scott pilgrim game well at least a re-release because they took they took that game down off of everything oh yeah they totally did mm-hmm. it's disappeared and people have found it delisted off of every site they can find so they're, they're just wondering, like, oh, they're taking it all down to re-release? Could be. That game would be excellent on Switch. Yep. You're telling me. <laughs> so that is uh, one piece of breaking news, is that uh, Ubisoft is try- might be trying to re-release breaking Scott news. the world. Yep. Okay, uh, I already mentioned Tony Hawk Burrito at Chipotle. So. <laughs> but did you get That's one? Did you at least try it? No. When is it being taken off the menu? I think it's August. This is August. Yes, until the end of August. <laughs> so just when they run out of guacamole and chicken? Is it? They'll never run out of guacamole. Uh, here we go. Tony Hawk Burrito. Uh, let's see here. Boring, boring, boring. <laughs> While I'm looking this up, Getty, Kill It With Fire goes 1.0 today. It's true. And I played two whole missions. I killed so many spiders. Yes, a lot of spiders. Yeah, I'm really excited for this. I don't know why this is uh, in the news segment, but... It's because I've kind of started taking it as a practice that when we talk about something in one of our beta our beta discussions, I'd like to at least acknowledge when they go 1.0 so ah. people can be like, oh, that game you were talking about is now Yeah, live. go buy it right now. I bought it weeks ago. Kill it with fire. What was the price point on that bad boy? It doesn't matter. I bought it weeks ago. I forgot. <laughs> it's it's got to be like 10, 15 bucks. Can, uh, Steam has it where you can actually see it. It's not the eShop where it's lost forever. It says US dollars, $13.49. Yeah. 
totally worth it if you want to take your can of hairspray and run around and set stuff on fire. Uh, Mm. I definitely used a shotgun to kill two spiders earlier. I got some C4. I can't wait to to use that to kill them. Um, I think they added even more stuff. This is C4 in your house? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right, sure. (laughs) That's what makes the game ridiculous, is that you you start throwing ninja stars around and... (laughs) Lighting everything on fire. That's one of the easy ways to kind of go about it was hairspray and just lighting everything on fire. I see that they added Molotov cocktails. So, yeah. Good, good, good. Pick up one of those and throw it into your kitchen. You're good to go. And Sam Fisher pops out. (laughs) (laughs) You you find the Sam Fisher goggles. It looks like they might have added like a rocket launcher. Oh, my God. I need to be playing this right now. Okay, well, let's take a break. Uh, so that you can go play it and Alex can be alone with the news. I think you're the first person to really seduce the news. That's hot. Okay, let's be right back. with the backlog vlog where we play games and then we play games mm. you said sexy voice i'm saying it in the master chief voice. master chef master yeah because mr no chef. you called him master chef while we were in college it was always oh hey what are you playing oh halo who's this guy master it's chef ma- it's master chef it's mr chef master chef was his dad <laughs> It's <laughs> so bad. I'm playing Halo Combat Evolved. Halo 1. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Halo 1. Have you guys... Have you? I, don't, I know Getty's played it. Alex, have you played Halo? Yeah, sure, yeah. Back in, like, what, 2004 or something. Yeah. Okay. On PC. I have, a, I have a lot of big gaping holes in my, in my history of gaming. And... Like I never one of the ones I wanted to play is Half Life. I've never played any of the Half Lives, and uh, we did Gears. I'd never played a Gears. I played Gears One, mm-hmm. and right now I'm trying to do Halo One because I've never played a Halo. All of a lot of these games I'm I'm to understand are more fun with friends. I don't have friends. Halo is only okay. This is true. It's he doesn't have it's friends. Also tough. Yeah, rough. But also the first game in each of those series is also not the best one. Yeah. Like, very much like if you were playing Assassin's Creed, the first one isn't the best one. It sets the stage, but, yeah, it's definitely not the greatest. Halo 2. I I liked Assassin's Creed 1. The podcast just ended. It's over. (laughs) That's where we ended. Well, okay. The reason why I like it is because now every Assassin's Creed, they all do the famous spots. Oh, you got to go to Greece. You got to go to Rome. You got to go to London. I liked being in Jerusalem. Let's be somewhere i don't know let's be someplace i've never i've never heard of that well they, i've heard of jerusalem but there was there was other parts of that country that were definitely something i'd never heard of or ever seen in picture books sure picture books yeah but yeah and altair was an interesting dude so totally fair now with halo it's 
a shooter, and it's a very straightforward shooter. What? You're just going down and killing these. What they they might as well be space goblins. They're, yeah, they're basically space goblins. And there's they just kind of yell in high pitched voices, and then occasionally some are green and some are purple. Uh, there's a, a couple of different of the alien races that are coming to to take you out. Man, I really feel like I haven't played a Halo in forever. Do is Cort is Cortana always the one that's just kind of telling you what yeah. to do? Yeah, pretty much. And in in Halo One, I for, is it a skull that you have to have to make them explode into confetti? <laughs> is that a thing? It's, yeah, for the for the grunts, the little high pitched squealy boys. Yes, I think uh-huh. there is a way to just get them to explode into confetti and like fireworks and stuff. Ooh, I gotta look this up. I gotta see if there's a way. How do I do that? See, because I'm down with that. The, the game plays itself very, very, kind of very serious. I assume that there is some... I mean, that's where, like, Red versus Blue came from, right? It Yeah, but yep. this game is serious. It's the same way that Gears was very serious back in the day. But, but that's why Red versus Blue exists, right? To make some sort of comedy out of this very, very serious situation, uh, which doesn't seem Maybe, serious? or some guys just wanted to... They saw it as a way to make comedy because there's really not much that Master Chief says. So the idea of these other Spartans that are really bad at their job, uh, thats mm-hmm. it was funny back then. Is it good to go back and watch it? No, and you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I don't know. I, Alex... Uh, you any alex you guys remember watching it right you you can't go back and watch it anymore like there's so many things wrong with the stuff that they they said at this point like it was a different time guys <laughs> it's like an ace ventura movie yeah oh no i haven't tried an ace ventura movie <laughs> can you not go back to those it do not hold up very oh, well no no oh, uh, austin powers surprisingly holds up by the second movie because he has learned the error of his ways and he's trying to grow as a person. So there's a woman who's constantly hitting on him and he's like, no, I want to know about your brain and who you are and your personality and not hit on you vulgarly. So that one, that one does kind of hit a, like hit a nice growing point. I do love how this went from Halo Combat Evolved to Austin Powers 2 specifically. This is a perfectly <laughs> natural progression. Yeah. But so you never so, played the original when it was a thing, like even just like straight up just multiplayer, just sitting in a college dorm, with two people in an Xbox and pew pew pew. I did. He he's never done that. He no. I got I got real deep into World of Warcraft during college, and that pretty much took over everything. Yeah, reasonable. So um, with this return into the Halo verse and trying to explore it as a newcomer. I will say that this game comes with a very quick, uh, you hit the select button and it goes back to original graphics. I appreciate that. I like to see where the game came from. I like to see the differences. I think that the improvements were smart because there's whole sections of that game that are supposed to, you're supposed to use a flashlight because it gets dark, like really dark, to, to the point that you really can't do a lot in it because it's so dark. But 
Maybe that's to show off the lighting effects for the original That was huge. When it was first released, the lighting was like one of the big selling points. Like, check this out. Look at the way that the fire interacts with the environment. It was, yeah, lighting was a really big part of what they were selling. Okay, see, that makes sense now because the remaster has made the the flashlight completely useless. (laughs) That's good to know. Because everything is... Everything is bright. Everything is colorful. Everything is is nice. It look it looks nice. It acts nice. It looks like a good game. It, the the update the updates they've done have been smart because I have gone back and forth toggling and trying to play in the dark areas and it's just a pain. It's just mm-hmm. a pain. Um, and I just I guess I'm having a little bit of problems following the story to a certain extent because it seems like I'm just being ushered from place to place. Like they're like hop in this plane. And they drop you off. Okay, go fight those guys. We're going to pick you up on that plane. Okay, pick you up on the plane. Next place. Yeah. That and your character doesn't... You you were just dethawed, right? You were like an ice block and they dethawed you. And then all of a sudden they're like, here's a gun. Go. Yeah, basically. You're a Spartan. And that means... Same thing that being an assassin in Assassin's Creed does. Nothing. <laughs> it just gives you your title. I feel like that's not true, but I have I don't have the wherewithal to argue. Can you prove it? <laughs> Mm-mm. It just what makes you different than all the other Spartans? The, I don't know that there are many left at that point. I think that you're it, really. Are there any others? Does the game get into that? Yeah, you're Master Chef. I f- <laughs> no, but does the I think it's Mr. Chef to you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like when you get into the Fall of Reach stuff or Halo Reach, it does kind of get into that, but maybe not the first game. It's it's I'm just these are the questions I'm at. I I have as meeting this as a new series to me. And that's kind of why I'm like, oh, okay. does it get into that? Does it explain? Because I feel like they should explain that relatively early in, in my head. Or at least in this game, they should explain it. But I mean, I guess that's the difference. I guess you know you'll 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 get those explanations in modern games, and back in the day, you weren't. I mean, obviously, Getty, you told me that you don't find out anything about the characters from Gears of War till Gears what three or four? Two. Yeah, Two? they give them three? more backstory and personality. Dom okay. is a human but, in that game. He has a lot weird. that goes on in his life. So that's kind of why I guess I'm going to say that that's a fault of the time is that I'm just I guess I'm learning that that the game is just it's that that's what the time frame was this type of game it was, which obviously like I know I started a little bit of Half-Life as well. And that game just talks at you. But that'll be another time. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Now, to keep going with the retro aspect here. Uh, Alex, you brought to us, you're playing Minecraft. Wait, is that retro at this point? Oh, no. The silence is because we're all... Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I think I might have played it back in like 2010. That's like 10 years ago. Does that make it retro? I played it at the end of the PS3's life cycle. I I feel like that's retro. Oh, no. Minecraft is a retro game? Oh, it's like oh, 10 years anyway. old. I think it's right on the cusp there. Oh, Does 10 geez. years old make something retro? Is Dark Souls, is Demon Souls and Dark Souls retro? Yeah, oh, I feel like it is at this point because everybody's made their own version of 
those games. That just broke me. Uh, but I'm yes, pulling the other podcast people. Continue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I started playing Minecraft again because, uh, well, van- specifically vanilla Minecraft. Because I don't know, a handful of years ago, I played on a server that had like a bunch of mods, and at some point, it's not even Minecraft anymore. Um, but yeah, no, a group of friends and I played a bunch of Terraria because that came out like that hit its final release, its final update. You know, ship it; it's in a box. This is Terraria. And that we finished it basically like we went through all the hard mode stuff and got to the biggest bosses and all that. And we're like, you know, how's Minecraft? We haven't, we haven't touched Minecraft in years. How, how is that? Just like the base experience, not worrying about mods, not worrying about making it cool, adding texture packs that add like the RTX ray trace <laughs> lighting and all that kind of crap. No, just Minecraft. So set up a server uh, and yeah, just been going through it. And there's a lot of quality of life differences in, uh, modern retro Minecraft. <laughs> like, uh, when I first played it, or at least when they first added the adventure mode, like I first played it, it was still hundred percent creative. Um, mm. but when they first add the adventure mode, like crafting was something, the cool thing about it was it was kind of a discovery thing. Like you open that menu and like, what can I make? You're like, okay, I'm going to yeah. put these pieces of wood together. Oh, I got sticks. What can I make with sticks? And like, oh, I need this workbench and all that kind of stuff. And like, yes, you could go to the internet. You could like look up recipes and be like, oh, I got, you know, I got these woods, these stones, these whatever is. What can I make with this? Can I make this? Nope. Mm-hmm. I need, uh, I don't know, obsidian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at that point, I don't know if there was obsidian, but like you would look at something and be like, I don't have that. I also don't know what that is. So, <laughs> um, Whereas now it's actually pretty streamlined. Like you open your inventory and you have a recipe book basically where you can. Oh yeah. Like it'll say like, Oh, these are the things you have. Um, like you can make these with them on the workbench. You can just click that and it'll make it like, you don't have to put the shape of a pickaxe or whatever. You can just make it, which is kind of cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it'll say like, Oh, you have these things. If you get this other thing, you can build that. So all that's like, that kind of quality of life stuff is just in the game now, which is really cool. Uh, and there's a lot more to it, obviously, but uh, they have the nether, which I think that's the last time I played it. There's also the end. I don't know if either of you guys ever got to the end. No, not with no, not without cheating. Like you <laughs> having the, I mean, I, yeah. I say cheating creative mode where you have everything totally kind of, you know, being able to build what the portal yep. is that is, you have to use the portal, right? Yeah, you have to use a portal and like nether eyes and stuff like that. I can't remember exactly, yeah. but because I also did Enderman it creative. Eyes. Yeah, Enderman eyes. That's the one. Um, but it, Minecraft is good. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a hot take by any means, but <laughs> Minecraft continues to be good. And it seems like they've done a good job updating it and keeping it relatively modern. Hmm. Okay. The, the, the one... I I, I I like I like Minecraft a lot. And I like what it brings, and I like what it does because I have I have played it a handful of times, handful, and it, I only say a handful because it obviously hasn't been that many times. But for me, I kind of had an experience with Minecraft that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. So um, me and my partner were playing Minecraft. I think we started at nine o'clock at night. We just had we had dinner. We had a couple drinks, and we start like, oh, let's pull, let's. I'm gonna show you Minecraft. Let's try and learn Minecraft, and we start Minecraft, 
And we're like, okay, so if you dig here, you you get this stuff, and then you can make something. You blink, and it was 3.34 in the morning, yep. and we were building our third story. She had built her porch with a, a, weldon, a built-in garden, and we had a waterfall on one side, lava fall on the other, and it was floating midair. And we had built this entire thing, and it was as we look up and be like, it is four in the morning. We need to go to sleep. We've been playing this game for like <laughs> seven hours. And that's that's where I was like, Minecraft is real good. I like this game, but I, I we just never really touched it after that. But I can relate to it's, that. It's just one of those games that you can just lose yourself in that world. I think Joel Joel and his partner too, we just I brought it to their house and I was like, You guys are gonna play Minecraft, I wanna show you what this game is like. They're like, Okay, we had a couple of drinks and again they're just like by the end they had built they had built this like fortress and they were trying to figure out how to make a bridge and all this stuff. And they're like, Yeah, this is pretty cool. Like you could just lose into finding out well, I gotta your your imagination runs, you know, rampant, right? Yeah, it's it's Lego. It's infinite Lego. Yeah. You know, I, I I always, I think at one point we were trying to figure out how to build a glass tunnel down and to make an underground glass prism so that we could see the sea life. And that's, there's ways to do that, right? Like you have to like put sand or put ground and then it'll take up where the water space, there's a lot, there's a lot of Minecraft. There is. Have you ever beaten Minecraft? Yes. I have seen the credits really? to Minecraft. Wow. That's a, that's that's a lot of dedication to kind of find a way to build the, the portal and put find all the ender eye, right? The enderman, you get the eyes from the enderman? Yes. Yeah, no. It's cool. I don't know. Again, Minecraft good. It's good. In 2020, it's, it's still good. It's, it's, okay. <laughs> Just making sure. It's a warm it's a warm blanket. It's that's kind of what I'm getting out of uh Dragon Quest Builders 2 right now. Like it, yeah, it totally. just starts off really innocuously. And then an hour later, somehow I'm building a gigantic tree and I'm not sure. And I'm like, oh my God, there's not enough leaves on it. I think, uh, did you dip in on the last session that I had on Monday, Alex? Uh, I, I only saw it a little bit. Okay. Because they, one of the things that I'm not like totally sold on is the battle mechanic. But when you start building like that's that's where it's at. There's just something about stacking a bunch of bricks and like, oh, I'm going to build a house. Like, I can do some really stupid stuff with the items it gives me. It gets me real jacked. Until until you build a penis. No. (laughs) I like how you have a a mellow Monday stream of you building in Dragon Quest, and I just go in there and yell. Yeah. I go in your chat and be like, Getty! Getty, I'm more mellow than you! All right. (laughs) I'm more mellower than you! I apologize, Getty, for all it's my It's too hours. late. It's already happened. <laughs> Several times. Yeah. Well, that was the Backlog Blog, and let's build a bridge to the next segment. segment guest spotlight where you got alex g from gaming fix oh what uh where getty wants to know what's it like knowing both pat and andre beat you onto the podcast oh 
those knuckleheads <laughs> dang wow we got the a plus tier rank rank guest here today oh boo no it's it's all s tier across the board baby Ooh, <laughs> same with y'all we've had all three of y'all on our cast too but That's no it, it's good it just means you've now had half of us on the cast and now you just got to get the other half you just got to get you guys the, have a deep roster yeah, yeah isn't you, it more than six Air, people Air right you have like another like hidden person that you have to defeat all uh, the other members to get to yes <laughs> so there's the three you've had on including myself now you need to get erica allison sam and then the hidden hidden boss character okay which is just andre but he's wearing a suit no it's andre but he took his shirt off which happened during <laughs> our 27 no 2018 game of the year podcast <laughs> that's so good that's real good so you guys are all i mentioned earlier you guys have kind of an international group here where are you uh from i am in western canada specifically on vancouver island okay yeah okay and how is the weather up in canada nowadays y'all wonderful i was gonna say it in celsius because i know that's the unit we use but what is it like it's like 75 cells or fahrenheit <laughs> rather it's beautiful yeah we use a stupid uh fahrenheit and we was it the metric you guys have metric right oh yeah yeah going in kilometers Which all is, day I, i'm told that we're real stupid about not using yeah it, it is stupid <laughs> <laughs> yeah no if you've never been to vancouver or vancouver island it's totally worth it especially if you like hiking and you enjoy just doing outdoorsy stuff in general we got natural rainforests here and stuff like that and also mountains so hmm okay do you do you like a lot of nature oh yeah totally yeah despite the fact that we're on a video game podcast and talk a lot about anime and stuff like that on ours uh yeah no going for hikes almost every weekend wow that's good that's good what are you playing currently um, I got a couple things on the go for the next cast. Um, oh, but now I can't remember their dang names. <laughs> <laughs> he's not allowed to bring them up uh, anyway. You have to listen to next episode to hear what he's playing. Well, I wanted to. I wanted a preview. Getty, shut up. It's not allowed. <laughs> give me one. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to open my Steam library so I can double check because I actually have to play it tomorrow. Uh, I did finish uh, Frog Fractions with a Hat. <laughs> okay if, if okay. that's something um roki is installed and into a dream so into oh i i've heard of it into a dream okay i'm looking forward to putting that on my wish list after i listen to you guys talk about it <laughs> maybe we'll see there's also a lot of things that we very much dunk on so we'll see what happens yeah you know that is true that is true so with the gaming fix uh, you guys have been going what uh, it sounds like four, three, four years. Three-ish years, yeah. And okay, and it, it started as like an experiment, like a social experiment gone wrong, or maybe not gone wrong, depending how you see it. To be fair, that's also how I met you guys. Actually, now that I remember it, I couldn't remember how I had found you guys, but uh, you guys found each other via the Giant Bomb Facebook group. Yes, and I. Th- pretty i'm pretty sure that's how i found you guys as well i think there was like a hey post what you guys are doing and i found that you guys had a podcast and i was like oh oh okay i i think i remember it differently alex i think (laughs) i remember what happened was 
there was a weekly Reddit podcast, r slash podcast thing. That's like, oh, oh the, the, here's the weekly thing. Submit your thing for the podcast of the week or the podcast of the day. And I found y'all and I was like, let's give it a listen. And I was like, hey, these guys are badass. See, oh, so there's multiple, there's multiple paths of us meeting in several different occasions. Yeah. It's like, that's how the Avengers game should be. Approach <laughs> it from different angles, but you get to the same place. Boom. Hey, I'm trying to get you guys on, on our Extra Life team, which we just started. And as it's coming down to it, it's becoming our podcast super friends. Hey, that sounds like fun. I know, I know most of us have done Extra Life and probably will continue to do Extra Life. So, yeah. It's a lot of fun. We're just uh, we're trying to figure out the lo- lo- the logistics right he now. He wants us all to get into a tiny does. room and sit on top of each other for 24 hours. And uh, the rest I of us are concerned not. about contracting whatever diseases he might have. Are you gonna and in- I'm completely clean of COVID. It's all the rest of the stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends if you're going to invite the news or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so you have been playing uh, those games, and you've been working with Gaming Fix do you, uh, you guys record? You guys record uh, on Saturday mornings. Do you guys do any kind of other bonus stuff with Gaming Fix? Yeah, there's a bunch of YouTube videos that we do. Um, the ho- the host, the website hosts a bunch of reviews, articles, stuff like that. And we recently got added to Open Critic, so it's almost like our opinions on reviews matter. Also, with that in mind, Eric, uh, you are now posted on Open Critic. Oh God! Oh, is that because of the? <laughs> Sexy schoolgirl thing, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> so you did so that now has you on opencritic.com. Woo. <laughs> that's the one what game is... you have associated with you, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, open critic is the website that allows you what, what, what does uh, open critic do? It's like Metacritic, but um, it doesn't have review bombing and it's also uh, much more curated for who, who is able to kind of do stuff and it's uh pretty much 100 percent video game focused you know what that's that's what i wanted to talk about like six weeks ago with the news ghosts of uh was it tsushima tsushima or whatever tsushima yeah tsushima they metacritic didn't allow reviewing of it for like an extra two weeks they were like hey why don't you go play the game and then you can review bomb it and it cut down on the amount of negative reviews because people forgot to go back and complain. <laughs> I think that they should do that for pretty much everything. It, people need to calm down. But I have been, like, I remember wanting to say that for weeks now. And Alex G here, like, now I remembered. Thank you. Got you covered, fam. Thank you. But, I mean, that's a good that's a good idea, though. They should just kind of calm it down, at least especially with Medicare. people go in there and they in- review something that they never even played they just do it to neg. They do it to neg. That's true. Now, uh, Alex, I did want to ask, are you, do we see your streaming face anywhere? No. Um, I have zero social media presence and zero streaming presence for the most part. So, Is that by design? Yeah. I don't have Facebook, don't have Twitter, don't have any of that. So, We should get you, we should, I mean, you have such a calming voice. I think that you would work well as a streamer. Just pure asmr streams just <laughs> reading the news 24 7 oh god <laughs> with that let's move on to one last thing 
one last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, uh, I've been playing Skater XL trying to get all those challenges. Turns out for me, the challenge was not breaking my 360 controller. Nice. All right, other Alex? Um, hey, when it comes back, everybody should be playing baseball. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to bring that up in a second. Getty? Uh, I'm going to finish Paper Mario Origami King this weekend. And then I'm going to start in on Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp Double XL, whatever it's called. Fair. Oh, you son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fair. That's what it is. I wanted that game, too. Alex, how, I want, I, I gotta ask, how's your Blazeball team? The moist talkers, they're talking moistly, my man. They're doing well. <laughs> they, the season's over. How, what, 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 where did they get? Uh, they made it to playoffs. I think they were out in the semifinals, though. When's the next season start? Like a week and a half, two weeks. The team is taking okay. a break. Just like you guys, every time I, I'm getting in on this season of Blazeball, I'm getting oh, in on it's, it. You got it. It's so good. I'm into it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that because I was like, damn it, you guys got me in a blaze ball and now I'm in. Okay. <laughs> and that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio where we are streaming every single day of the week except for Thursdays and just thursdays it's just thursdays just every day we, ha- we have what are you talking about kevin's streaming right now no he's not because that's been moved to wednesday uh, so. then why is he playing metal gear right now <laughs> oh no no yeah he's not he's not streaming he got really into metal gear like in a real like normally metal gear but he got into like the side oh, mission no. i think he might 100 percent that no game. so all the story stuff is saved for the stream for Metal Gear Solid 5, but all of the side content, he's been going for like, I want to say like six It's not good. Did, is he trying mm-hmm. to decommission the world from nukes? I'll, I don't know if he's gotten that far yet. I, I haven't brought that up. I didn't want to ruin okay. that for him. Well, we're safe because you know he doesn't listen like- to the podcast. <laughs> he just started catching up. He's like, he's like six oh, He's going to run into where I neg him so hard. <laughs> He already mentioned that <laughs> once. He mentioned it once. You've nagged him like three times. Now, if you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. Provide a review on iTunes or the Blazeball app of your choice. Alex. Hey. What is the name of your podcast? It is The Gaming Fix. You can find us at fix.space or Twitter at fixpodcast. That's fix, F-Y-X. Yes. Some of our closest podcast friends. Thanks for listening. GG, Alex. GG. GG, Getty. Good game. Good night, everybody. How blue you guys play things here, because I like the top response of PS Ubisoft has reached out to me. Top response. This gets me Ubi hard. (laughs) From, (laughs) From... From Edgar Wright. (laughs) Ha 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 ha.